Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood. We're spilling exclusive Housewives gossip with a Bravo celebrity or superfan each week to give you behind-the-scenes secrets and access to drama that you didn't see on TV. Get your glasses ready. Welcome back to Housewives Nightcap, everybody. Woo, 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 woo. And Emily, we got some new mics. So if we're saying we right have extra some new mics. And saucy, it's because of our new <laughs> mics. But we have today on the podcast Morgan Page. You've probably seen her on TikTok. You've probably seen her on Instagram. She breaks down all the hot topics in the Bravo universe and also just like celebrity news. She also has a really popular podcast called morgan's pop talks and she's coming on she's going to break down the reunion part one with us and then we're also going to talk about the tres amigas all of that drama she has a crazy conspiracy and then this is a jam-packed episode emily it tell is. them about our interview portion of the podcast oh, yes and then we have a housewife from the real housewives of miami lisa ooh, ooh. And uh, Lisa talks a lot about kind of the situation she's going through with her ex, Lenny. We've all followed that journey. Yes. And yes. her current boyfriend, Jody, pops on a little bit. Um, He's very sweet. Yeah, that was funny. He was in the corner. And then she was, yeah. like, looking at him during the interview. And then we're like, yeah. just, just bring him on. Just bring him on. Yes. Uh, so you can kind of get a chance to listen to a little bit about where that journey is right now. She can only talk about it so much because obviously there's a lot legally going on. But once this is settled, we need to have a sit down with her and just really totally. get into it. Because totally. it's really just some of the allegations are so crazy and kind of upsetting. So anyway, um, it was really fun to dig into Miami with her. So fun, but first things first, gotta dig into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion part one. So welcome, Morgan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We have a lot to discuss. We have so much. So much. I'm like saying that really slow. Because, guys, do we think the reunion episode one lived up to the hype? Yes, I thought so. I feel like whenever you have a three or four parter, the first one's always the worst, right? Because it's like, they're obviously, they have to get you to watch part two and they have to get you to watch part three. So it's like the first one, there was um, a lot of interesting parts, but I also think what's hard right now in Salt Lake City is that the only thing that people want to hear about is Monica. Monica, 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 Monica. And you have, you know, five other women that, shared you know their stories this season that you don't want to like as a network I'm sure they don't want to piss them off you know and only talk about Monica so we're talking about things that happened really early in the season that people just don't really care about anymore because of the bomb that dropped at the end of the season 
But with that said, I think they did a good job of balancing it out. And I feel like um, we did learn a lot of new stuff, like talking more about Monica and her um, affair and how, you know, she was excommunicated and what she had to do to get back in the Mormon church. The $60,000 ring. I thought that conversation was really interesting. So I didn't think it was a flop, um, but I think the best is yet to come. Uh, I agree with you. I don't, we know they're going to save the eye punching the black eye for part three, like a hundred percent, right? We're going to have to hang in there for that to find out more details on that. Um, Did you guys kind of feel like I felt like they were trying to garner our sympathy a little bit for Monica in this first part? Uh, They didn't villainize her. No, I don't think they villainized her. I do think they allowed her to share her side, especially like Morgan brought up the ring, that ring portion where it's like, you know, why, why do they think they, Morgan did steal that? Which do you guys think Morgan stole? I just said Morgan. Oh my God. (laughs) I didn't steal it. I can assure you. (laughs) No, Monica guys, do we think Monica stole the $60,000? Yeah, I don't think she did. That's a huge accusation. Well, here's why I don't. Yeah, I here's why I don't because uh, there are cameras and it's a little bit risky to. I mean, you're mic'd. There are cameras. You know, like that's a that's a really risky thing. To that's do, a risk. You guys think? And the fact that it was 20 minutes later. I mean, I think it's just an easy storyline to go along with now. You know, now that we know everything. I mean, I'm even though I feel like Monica lies a lot, and something that I noticed, you know, in part one is that I can't tell when I cannot tell when Monica is lying and when she's telling the truth. Like she fools me a hundred percent of the time. So it's like, even though I believe she didn't, it wouldn't surprise me if she did because I believe her lies sometimes. We don't know. We don't know what is real. We don't know what is fake. I don't know the whole, especially they were talking about the whole Jen Shaw of it all and how Mm -hmm. she became friends with her. What is real in that? So basically she was telling us that she was friends with Jen and then she started working for Jen because Jen needed help, but she wasn't getting paid. Make that make sense. This was her. This was her plan all along. I. I. I personally. She wanted think. to get on the show. She wanted to infiltrate yeah. herself into the show. She wanted to get cast, and Jen was her way in. You know, and I think that it all kind of worked out, except for she got caught with reality Vontis. But is she even mad that she got caught? Is she even mad? Or was I that don't the know plan how she along? could come into the situation thinking she wouldn't. You know, I feel like there had to have been something in the back of her mind that it's like, this is going to come out at some point. Um, but my thing is, if if she knew that, there's like a lot of different ways that she could have went about it to make it not as bad. You know, I feel like even if she owned up to it first without having anybody have to say, I know who you are, receipts, proof, timeline, you know, like (laughs) if we didn't have that, if she came out and said like, I was in a dark place, I did this, but I want you to know that I didn't do it alone and I haven't done it since this date or whatever, there could have been maybe, maybe a potential for her. But the fact that she never owned up to it and somebody had to out it, you know, at at a Bermuda Triangle dinner, I think was the nail in the coffin. But I agree with you because even when I was in that moment, when Andy was asking, like, what was the deal with Jen? I was like, I can't tell if she's lying. Like, I think she's lying because that sounds absurd. You even if your best friend needs you to go get her groceries five times a week, you're not doing it. We're adults. We have lives. We have kids like there's no way. And I was like, there's no way that this is true. But she's so convincing that I was like, 
I don't know, maybe it is. But then Heather, you know, whips out the receipt, the proof, the audio. And I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. It's just Monica is so good at being at convincing at being the audio. It's basically her comparing herself to Kim Kardashian. Like <laughs> Monica. <laughs> but then it goes back to the whole thing. She had an agenda. And that's what yeah. Heather said. I pulled this quote. Heather said, and I quote, I don't think you were her friend helping her. I think you had an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like said, of course she had that. an agenda. It's so obvious. So, okay. Is Monica coming back next season? What do you guys think? Uh, I think how could she not? What? Oh, interesting. I don't think she will. I still think, like, how could she not, with all this attention and all the stuff that is happening around this, making the ratings go crazy, is kind of look back on, like, it's not the same as Vanderpump Rules and Scandal because she really infiltrated the group. Like, she was a fan that became a housewife. But I do think, like, take this as an opportunity and keep going with it. But then the problem is, Will the ladies refuse to film with her? Like Heather has said in interviews, she will not film with her. I don't know. I, I think she'd come back. I mean, I do get the argument. She's, she's so just, she sucks you in. She's so captivating. I mean, even before that last episode, I was like, it's the Monica show. Like, how did this newbie do that? Like, that's insane. But I think also, you know, from a viewer perspective, I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't want her to come back. Of course, like I want her to come back. But at the same time, if you have to think about it, like this is, this is a job for people and there is an HR element, right? Like there has to be some type of protocol when it comes to, um, you know, cast members and their safety. And especially in like the celebrity world, the reality world of of salacious narratives that get out there that could be lawsuits. You know, there's just a lot of of um, red tape that comes with Monica that I think a network would. I don't know. Do. I have a feeling that Bravo knew about the reality Vontees, and I I think they knew. I think that, um, you know, I don't know. It's I think drama. Yeah, it's drama. They it had a storyline. I mean. I think they were a little worried about Jen. They said it in the reunion, too. Even Heather kind of admitted that she was a little bit worried about going forward without Jen. Then they have Monica. Why would they hire Monica? She's not a house. Like, when we think of a real housewife, we think of someone that is, you know, has this certain kind of lifestyle that Monica does not have. So why would they cast her? Unless. I think think they were ahead of it. Yeah, I think Bravo kind of knew that this woman was at least shady, right? Like more yeah. shady than a normal totally. housewife, you know? Yeah. I mean, anyone hanging out on the Shaw squad is not kosher. That and anyone who has an affair with her brother-in-law, oh, you know, or whatever it was, like, you know, those are things that when you're probably applying to be on a show are catching producers' attention. You know, this affair, totally. excommunicated, turn Jen Shaw in, was a witness in her case. You know, all of those things, I think, check the box. I wonder if Jen watched this reunion. Because somehow she got wind. Jen is watching or everything. Watched... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just pitching she her. Well, she's teaching Shaw amazing abs in prison. I mean, <laughs> she sounds pretty busy, but I am imagining her and Elizabeth Holmes watching and just like Elizabeth her explaining Holmes. everything. Uh, yeah, her and Elizabeth Holmes. I've heard they're like, Friends in jail. I don't know. It's oh, she's watching time. and she loves it. 
She loves every I think so too. I think so too. Anytime her name is mentioned, she's like so excited. I just want to move on to a moment that really caught I was very interested in. So the husband, I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> the husband affair, the rumors. The, the husband, <laughs> the husband, the rumors. Yeah. Okay. Did anyone so it kind of felt like Angie was like looking at Meredith like you were like you are guilty, right? Like you brought this up on camera because you were hoping someone else would actually say the words on camera. The actual rumor, right? Okay. So Meredith kind of seems like she's not taking any accountability. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I think she's being, um, as Erica Jane would say, a sniper from the side. You know, she's a fourth season housewife. um, And then you have a first season housewife. So it's like your fourth season. You kind of know how this thing works. You know, the little tips and tricks. And then you have someone like Monica who is so eager and wants to be a star. I mean, we've all heard that audio by now. So it's like when you have the combination of the two things, you know, a a seasoned vet who knows how to get information out and a newbie who's like chomping at the bit to be a star, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. I was a little bit, I mean, I was thinking a little bit like it's a little hypocritical of Meredith to bring that up on camera. And she's kind of not taking, like, I don't know, am I wrong? Like, She's Wait, how hypocritical? Like, why would you use hypocritical? Because, because to call someone out and to spread a rumor about a man in the community that's married to a woman about his sexuality when she's such an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Am I wrong? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop I being th- like, really, Meredith? Just admit it. Yeah, why would you bring that up? Right. Yeah, of all things, too. Emily, I remember our interview with Meredith, like, at the start of the season, and she was just saying that she kept feeling blind. Like, she wasn't fully in this season, and then everything that happened, she felt blindsided. Looking back, I do think she was, like, giving us half the energy. And, right? Like, I just feel like she wasn't fully in I agree. No, I agree. Except when it came to a bathtub. Right. I came to a bathtub, and then she was fully, (laughs) yeah. She was fully immersed. Yeah, yeah. I knew when that was her tagline, you know, after the first episode, it was going to be a rough one for Meredith because it's yeah. like that is her only, I guess, shtick you could call it um, for the season. Morgan, thoughts on Angie? What do you think of her? I love her. I'm obsessed you with do. her. You do? Okay. And I liked her from the beginning and I saw a lot of people didn't. You know, a lot of people are like, who is this Angie K? and what is she? But like, She's a pillar of the Salt Lake City community. She is a Greek mafia queen. I'm obsessed. I love her big sunglasses. I just feel like she's a different type of housewife that um, I guess, I guess, I don't want to say like underappreciated, but she's just not like, you know, the in your face, over the top, um, you know, loves all the drama. I feel like she's a little bit more subdued. Um, but I, I just like her energy and I always have, and I feel like she still got involved. You know, she wasn't like sitting on the sidelines. I do think she's a little wishy-washy. Um, but I also think that comes with it being her first, you know, full-time season. I think as she gets more comfortable, uh, in this, in this world, I guess you can say she'll maybe be able to be, you know, more one side or another, but 
in overall, I really did enjoy her. What really stuck out to me during the reunion is when Monica called her a benchwarming bitch. Bitch. <laughs> like, <gasps> no, but the benchwarming, like the benchwarming part, I was like, oh my god, that no, was, that was bad. That was bad, but also iconic in the same. Right. It was like it was bad and it was iconic, but. It's like if it wasn't about Monica in the first part, it was about Angie. Like, you know, it was those two that a lot of the drama revolved around. So, like, I don't know that you can call her a bench warmer. I mean, sure, it's because somebody else said something about her husband. But, I mean, she was still, like, in the thick of it. Lisa Barlow was in there a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. Lisa, too. Yeah. You think Angie will be back? I think so, too. Oh, I yeah. Think she, I, duh. Yeah, I think she's, like, a good addition. I would like to, like, get to... I feel like a little bit there was a little bit of forced storylines with her. Like I would like to see like more of an authentic, I guess, um, like an authentic storyline. Like let us really in, you know. I think we'll get there with her though. I think we will. I think she's open to it. I think she was just trying to dip her toes on the heels of Jen. You know, everybody's coming into that situation a little bit scared. I feel like I would be probably terrified. I could never I be a housewife. Yeah, I would be, never. I would like immediately say something I regretted the first day of yeah. shooting. Right. Canceled and immediately canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I, so I, I do give the ladies a lot of credit. I think you would be a great housewife, Emily, because you do say what you feel. I would be too uh, much. Of a you have the energy guy. about you, I would say. Yeah, she has that energy that she'll cut a bit. <laughs> no, no, but I'm also like so sensitive. I cry every day. Oh so. yeah, she you do cry, but that's the thing. That's I cry what you like every in a housewife. Day. You cry. Every you're like sad day. if someone makes fun of you. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. I I don't know. I don't know. I, only like I always say, you have to go into reality TV with a plan, right? Like, so are you so like? It can't just be to make a Bravo salary. It has to be to profit in other ways. Don't you think? But some of these housewives aren't thinking big term. But obviously Monica was. Monica was thinking this would be her platform, which it has been. And I will say, people are still loving Monica. Like, you would think that some Who? of the fans are Who like, likes Monica? I've, I've, I've seen a lot online. Yeah, Name just online. Name them. Name them. Name them. <laughs> I'm trying. You have to do it a little deeper. <laughs> you have to do it a really a little bit deeper. No, I've seen online where like I I love looking at comments because they're just so funny to me. But a lot of comments are still like Monica's bringing it. This is what we needed on the show because at the end of the day, it is still entertaining. Yeah, and that's what we wanted. We want to be entertained as Bravo fans, and we have been entertained. So I think people still some people are still liking her. I I get that she came back. She delivered. I mean, she came to the to the show. She delivered. Right. She had a storyline. I don't want to see this carry on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Like, it was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. You know, like it was good. But I'm done now. Like, I don't need another season of the Jen Shaw, Monica, how they knew each other, how she's a fraud, how she slept with like, I just. I'm good. Like, I got it, you know? I mean, I'll watch the rest of the reunion, but, like, a whole other season of Monica? Do you guys really want that? I feel like if if she hadn't been reality Vontese, then yeah. But the fact that she, you know, turns out to be somebody that you can't trust, that you can't believe what they say, like I said before, it kind of defeats the purpose of being a housewife. You want these people to 
um, have authenticity and you just don't know that you're getting that with Monica. So I feel like it just compromises the, it's like, I don't want to say the integrity of the show because it's not like we're watching a presidential debate or something, but like it kind of does compromise. We don't want the same, it's just how we're about to watch Vanderpump Rules and it's like, is it going to be the same thing? Again? I don't think like, so. Are we just I think continue. I think it's going to be really good. Listen, we've continued. I would say aside from, I do think Ariana got a little bit of overexposure uh, this year. I think people are starting to be like, okay, we got it. But the rest of the cast, people seem like, everyone's still very interested, you know? We're not passing on talking to them. I want to talk to them. Do you disagree? We are talking to them. Yeah. DJ James Kennedy. What? what? Morgan, are you <laughs> feeling this? Are you feeling the same though? Are you uh, excited about Vanderpump Rules? Oh yeah. I will eat it up until the very last crumb is on the plate. Like I can't get enough skin of all. I'm one of those people who every time there's a new headline, I'm clicking it. Like I'm listening to Rachel's podcast. I listened to it this week and I thought okay. it was juicy. I thought it was – I actually saw your story. You, like, posted something about it. And I was like, fine, I will take a look. And then I ended up doing, like, a story for it for Axis Hollywood because I was like, wait, this is actually really juicy. It, I it thought was. she was very open about it. Yeah. She felt very authentic. And also, like, we need to get her side of the story. We're yes. not getting it on this season, and you know they're going to be talking about her. And she's yeah. not going to have the opportunity to speak for herself. So now she has this platform to do so. Yeah, I wasn't interested in like, and no offense, I know this is going to sound horrible, but like, I wasn't interested in in how she's grown and what she's done because we've been there, done that. We heard it on you know Bethany's podcast. Like, we're good, we get it. Um, but what I found interesting is like, you know, you see all we see is the edit of Vanderpump Rules, but there's hundreds of hours that don't get into that edit. And I think what Rachel has right now that other cast members don't have is that she's not on the show. And she's not legally ob or obliged to keep the lid on it, right? Like she can really she can say whatever she wants. Expose, although, yeah, we don't necessarily know that she could have an NDA that runs longer true, than true. you know what I mean. And I mean, she just because you're lie. no longer employed, I mean, it, as, <laughs> as the lesson from Monica, this all <laughs> right. could be a lie. <laughs> we do not know, but right. I do think listening to it, it sounded very real and it's her emotions conveyed through the podcast like when she cringed after she recalled their first first hookup i'm like i feel that for you i'm cringing for you but i mean we'll have to i didn't see. even I listen Tom is still you should listen it was actually pretty good no i good. didn't it was good really see like i, I feel like i'm just not interested in hearing her I'm over you it. have to listen to it on 1.5 time speed. Okay, okay, okay. You're going to be there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it's okay. <laughs> okay, that's good advice. I'll be doing that. Thank you. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. I do want to talk Trace Amigas. Uh, we love them. We love Tamara. We love Vicky. We love Shannon. We love our girls together. We love and the Trace Amigas. We love the Trace Amigas, but no more as of a couple days now. Next week, it could change and most likely will change. But uh, Morgan, what are, what's your hot take on that? 
Okay, so do you guys know why they're not friends? No. Okay, well, I listened to Two T's in a Pod, and Tamara gave her side of the story. So to make a really long story short, we all saw the back and forth on social media, right? Yes, like, yes, why yes, are yes, they yes. Upset? Um, Vicky was upset about Tamara's loyalty. Now, when I saw that, obviously everyone's thinking it's because Tamara's now friends with Alexis Polino, who's dating Shannon's ex, right? Um, but there's like another layer of the story where it could be like kind of like a business deal gone bad. So essentially, oh. um, what Tamara was saying was that um, after Shannon's DUI, she didn't want to do the live shows anymore. You know how they were doing the Trace Amigas live shows? She was like, I just think it's it's not a good fit. It doesn't feel right. Um, so she agreed to do one more. And then after that, she decided not to do it anymore. And then she left to go do the Traders. So while she was doing the Traders, um, Shannon and Vicky got a tour manager. They did an uh-huh. LLC. So okay. they're like they're like continuing this business plan, right? And Tamara's not involved at all. She doesn't have her phone. She's filming the Traders. She's like sequestered away. And she made it seem like... Shannon and Vicky just thought that Tamara was going to sign on the dotted line and everything was going to be like good. So Tamara comes back and she doesn't want, she doesn't want anything to do with this. She doesn't want to sign the LLC. She doesn't want to sign on to do, they wanted to do these live shows every other weekend. And Tamara's like, I can't like there's, I just can't. And she said there was also some other tension. So I'm assuming that it has to do with Alexis. So yeah, so this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. And if you remember, uh, when all this broke out, it was like um, Vicky was posting stuff about um, Shannon and her doing a live show together and how their live show is going to be so much better than Teddy and Tamara's live show, you know? So there's also like this kind of seems like allyship that has fallen apart and now they think it seems like. You know, Tamara's in with Teddy and she doesn't care about us anymore and she screwed us on this business deal and now the, the Trace Amigas live show isn't going to be the Trace Amigas live show. You know, there's all this stuff. And then you add that on to the fact that um, Tamara's friends with Alexis and that's how they got where they are. Thank you for the breakdown. Tea. That was a great <laughs> that was Thank a you for- breakdown. That was a Tea. great breakdown. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. I mean, but also, oh, you got more. Okay, keep going. (laughs) They start filming next week. And I'm like, (sighs) how convenient. Right. All of this. And Tamara's the queen of that. And Tamara, I've always said, Tamara, if if there is a professional housewife, it's Tamara Judge. Like, Mm -hmm. she has this thing down to a science. And I love a conspiracy theory. And I'm not saying that this is true. But I feel like there is a world where it could be true. Um, how bad does Vicky want to be back on the show? Bad. Desperate. She wants to be on the show so bad. So I'm not saying that back, they've too. concocted this to get Vicky to back get on the show. To get her back. <gasps> but I'm not saying it's not. You know, I mean, I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised. You mean Tamara? You mean Tamara's in on it too? I think she is. Oh, if so you think they're all like fake feuding, right? Just to get Vicky back on the show. I know, Honestly, big, I love it. It's a big conspiracy. I know, like it's somewhat crazy, but like that's I live my life in this little crazy bubble where I make up all these conspiracy theories. But it's like, especially because the rumor is that Alexis is coming back, and so it's like if Tamara has Alexis 
Shannon has nobody. Who's going to be her ally? Gina? She needs Vicky. No. No. You know, she needs no, Vicky. No, no, no. She, she needs, needs Vicky. Vicky. And she needs, like, this is going to be a very hard season. No matter what is, like, if they are conspiring, like, it's still going to be a very hard season for Shannon because we're going to look back at her DUI, her breakup with John, and now his new relationship. And then you add this into the mess. She is going to need someone. Ooh, I really like this. I'm going to go full. I'm fully believing this conspiracy theory. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm liking this. I'm also wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. Because I love, I love my Trace Amigas. Because here's the thing. They'll just how Shannon and Tamara started off really rocky last season. Then mm. they grew close, and then it was fun seeing that. And then we see that again. And yep. that doesn't get old to me. All right. I, I like this theory. I like it because it means the girls aren't really fighting, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, it goes back. Okay. World. But then that goes back to like a whole Monica where it's like, we don't, are, are all of our housewives just, you know, bamboozling us? We have yes. been bamboozled. <laughs> We've been bamboozled. More times than, <laughs> yeah, more times than not, they are. Yes. Oh, bamboozle. Well, Morgan, I feel like we could just keep talking with you, but I know you're a busy, busy gal. So tell everyone where to find you. You have a very popular podcast. You're also all over social media, like given the tea, just how Morgan did about this conspiracy theory and the breakdown of the Trace Amigas. She does that all the time. So tell everyone where to find you. And yeah. you can find me on TikTok and Instagram, um, Morgan P Talks. That's T-A-L-K-S. And then my podcast comes out every Thursday and it's Morgan's Pop Talks. You can find it on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Do you hear my husband screaming in the background right now? Do you hear him? Yeah, I, I hear a little of that. Oh, I can't. <laughs> He's watching a soccer game. So I'll tell him to close Jets so I can plug my podcast and we'll be good. <laughs> we are in 2024 and our first guest this year is coming in hot welcome to the pod lisa hey guys well there's a lot going down in miami it is quite the season you guys are totally delivering uh how are you doing right now i'm doing great right now really couldn't be happier i am now in my new space um my temporary space i guess but i love it i love living in this area i can walk everywhere uh, it's really great. The kids love it. And I have Jody, who's actually right there. My boyfriend, he's great, supportive. Um, you know, starting these amazing businesses, Split Well, and then of course Fly, and just so passionate about this, working so hard and just excited about life. So things have really taken a turn and a very different than, very different place than I was a year and a year and a half ago how is it watching the season back because like you just said you're in a different place than where you were when you filmed it so now having to relive some of these conversations some of the stuff that's happening how has that been for you yeah it's it's this stuff happened nine months ago but unfortunately I am still dealing with a lot of these issues with regarding my ex and this divorce it's not over I'm not I am not divorced yet um, hoping that would be over, but still, still dealing with with lawsuits, and so that's not fun. 
it's my reality and it was my reality even nine months ago was it nine months ago when we talked nine months ago nine, nine months ago um but i'm just i'm better at coping my coping mechanisms are better yeah we can see that you're going through a lot and it feels like every couple of days there's something else in the press going on between you and your ex and i'm sure that's weighing on you every day and also you have to parent your babies. I mean, people seem to be fascinated with this divorce. It's uh, very strange to me to to see it always play out. Like every motion, everything we do, it ends up in the press. Um, and of course, that's not what I want. My kids will read this one day. So for fans, we're getting to see Jody support you through all of it. So you have this stuff that's going on, but then you have this new man in your life that it's so clear that he loves and supports you. How has that been to have that support during all of this? Like, it's tremendous. Like, I, I, he's my best friend. You know, it's a lot of people, a lot of cast members uh, are apparently getting tired of hearing about my reality. But one person that probably is tired, but he... He's really there for me and has my back and is, you know, helping me deal with these these things that I'm slapped with on a daily basis. It's Jody. So I'm very happy that I have him as a support system. We do see the ladies kind of telling you, like, you know, chill on talking about it with Jody. You know, it's kind of hard not to. Like, I feel like you adapt. When you start dating someone, you take on their baggage, and we all have baggage. You know, I'm sure Jody has his own that you've taken on. <laughs> not as much. No offense, Jody. <laughs> Definitely not as much. But, you know, if you look back at the footage, and you will continue to see that every group setting, somebody is bringing up something about me and my divorce and Lenny and emotion were things that really should be left between that one person and I, you know, it, instead of discussing it amongst the group and bringing it to me, like as a surprise, like as you're inter interrogating me, um, the way I would handle it is I would go to my friend. If I got a Google alert and, it was concerning. I would go to that friend and I would say, hey, is everything okay? What's going on? Like, can I help? Do you want to talk? Do you want a friend to talk to? But instead, it was handled as I think you saw the episode. You, you saw that it wasn't, in my opinion, handled right. Do you feel like there's anyone in the group that you can rely on and not feel judged by right now? Larsa, for sure. And uh, Nicole is great. Um, I talk to them often. Even Alexia, even though we're kind of going at it, she's always been someone that I, I did rely on. But, you know, we're, we're definitely butting heads this year, but it's about time. <laughs> um, we do see you and Alexia go at it in this recent episode. Why, what really was the issue behind it all? Well, I just feel like sometimes Alexia says things, but if the same things were said to her, she would handle it differently or she would go nuts on us. Like, you know, things are off the table when it comes to her and her children and her family. But when it, when it came to me and my kids and talk and discussing them and, and uh, lawsuits and, you know, things that I'm dealing with in the court system, I think 
that should be that should have been left out or discussed with me one on one. And I just don't think I would have got the same response if I would have came to her with the same tone. Where do you think you guys go from here, though? Because you did just say that you'd still go to her to feel like not judged. So there is obvious a future of a friendship. No, Alexia is Alexia. You know, she has the personality where sometimes she doesn't take accountability. And that's kind of an issue with some of the women. And we, you know, like, I think everyone should be okay with saying sorry when they should be sorry. Right. Well, I'm glad you have support right now. And it does seem like Jody has your back. Uh, will we see a wedding bells once you can finally Ooh. move on to that stage? Well, I, I'm not even divorced yet. I know. But I'm like, not. you know, is that like something you would like in the future once you can, you know, make that step? I love I love being married. I love being a wife. I, I love all of that. But I don't know when this divorce will happen. My ex is engaged and I think maybe planning a wedding. I have no idea. Um, but I'm I'm not like that. I need to, I don't want my kids to get so confused. Because we saw in an episode earlier in the season that they just think Jody's your friend. Is that still the case? Oh, no, no, no. They know. Okay. They understand. Okay. He is okay. my boyfriend. He gets a lot. They, lo- they adore him. They And okay. his daughter is also... You know, Aww. always with us, and it's like a big, like our family expanded, modern yes, blended modern, kind of family. We, we love a blended family. You do yeah. keep saying you don't know when this divorce is going to be finalized. Is there an update on this? Like, we just need it done for you, right? Twenty twenty four. It's just there's a lot of motions being filed from the opposing side, and I have to deal with those, and we've got to get through those, and to get through our parenting plan and then hopefully we can sign these papers and move on because i mean i just feel like 2024 is going to be your year it's going to be completely lisa Lisa 2.0 yes not even elite like it's just going to be a better year because you already your best version but we love you thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today we are loving miami sending you good vibes thank you Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood is hosted and produced by Lauren Herbert and Emily Orozco. Executive produced by Rebecca Zamer and associate producer Matt Izzo with original music by Chris Keyes. Join us next week as we dive into the glamorous worlds of reality TV once again because who doesn't love a nightcap? <laughs> 